Oh, uh, uh, what do you want to do? No, we don't have an intro. Welcome, everybody, to the Glacier Gamble podcast with Michael Glacier and Joe Reibold here back again for another week, another episode, giving you the best content you'll ever come from. Uh, Especially that one that just dropped at 7 o'clock on Thursday. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen that one yet, it's uh, just look up Glacier Gamble Energizer. It'll be right there. This is our sports section. We do have two sections, and uh, we got a good one for you today uh we have some nba talk with anferny simons one of my favorite players and then yeah. we have some all-star votes in and trade deadline discussion yep and then we have nfl talk we got some stuff with our vikings that are no longer in the playoff contention probably not going to go too much into mike zimmer kirk cousins but we have some stuff we have antonio brown stuff um alan page actually historical viking then mike tomlin and calvin ridley news and that's really all we have prepared if we get some other stuff we'll uh, bring that up as it comes along the first thing we would like to talk about is nba so the first thing is anferny simons so I liked him a lot. He was one of those players that he's actually came out of high school. He didn't go to college, didn't do G League. He came out of high school into the NBA. And he was one of these guys that looked like he was going to be a pretty big prospect. And I thought, hey, take a flyer on him because it looks like he's going to go late first round, maybe early second. So I thought a really good team, like a playoff contending team that especially could come off the bench to start his career would be perfect. He ended up going to the Portland Trailblazers. He's a one of these new school, taller point guards who, um, you know, I think he's great behind McCollum and Lillard. And uh, he actually just played a game the other day. His grandfather passed away before the game and he played the game and he scored 43 points and seven assists in that game. Kind of like career a, in my, high. Yeah, career high. high. And uh, in my opinion, it should be like a coming out game and sort of a look what he can do if you give him a chance. Uh, he hasn't really gotten too much of a role throughout his career and i think that if you continue giving him his uh, increased role it, he'll continue producing at this level um i i'm i will admit i am 100 biased i have been a fan of him since watching his high school clips i do occasionally watch high school basketball players and i just i usually only pay attention to maybe the top 10 recruits other than that don't really pay too much attention but he was one of those guys that just caught my eye and i'm actually really happy for him even aside from the grandpa thing like that is awesome in itself but uh, just this sort of, you know, doing well and scoring, doing what he, uh, what I knew he could do, it was really nice to see. So I did want to give him like a little congratulations. And if you haven't paid attention to his game, you like watching these guys that don't necessarily have a huge following yet. Maybe you like to be a little hipster with your fans and who you are a fan of. Uh, and Freddie Simons, go ahead and jump on that bandwagon for those listening because he is fun to watch. Athletic, sure, great. As soon as I saw that, I was like, uh, did I, I might have texted you, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm going to get a kick out of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, if you look at the the point guards with the Trailblazers um, or the guys that are kind of scores that can run or like run point, you know, Dame obviously is Dame. CJ McCollum adapted there and Fernie Simons is kind of in that same like mold almost. Good for him. Good for yeah. him. I know he's young. He came out and he was what, 18, 19, something like that? 18, yeah. So yeah good for him and I, I think you could train to teach him to play some defense and he i don't know I, I his potential is he's one of those guys that potential is through the roof he's just you know raw so you gotta do a lot of work for him to get there but if he does get there he's franchise Reminds me a little potential. of uh something kind of like a dinwiddie yeah, Where Dinwiddie's yeah. like kind of like a no name, but like very solid can be very solid. We both um, went the dark jerseys because my I thought he was like a Dinwiddie Dejounte Murray style yeah, guy. Sure. Yeah, just to just you know give him a shot. We'll see. The next thing we want to talk about the first set of All Star votes are in. I took a picture to make sure I would get the correct ones. The big discussion was Clay Thompson is fourth in votes right now for shooting guards in the West. And sure. he has not played a single game. Uh, so yeah. a lot of people Since were talking about the 29 about finals, 2019 yeah. finals. Right, exactly. And so it's like, yeah, we all understand he's one of the best shooters of all time. He, you know, the best two-way player potentially in the league. Maybe, like, obviously Kawhi. But he, if he hasn't played, I know, like, he's not even going to be available for it's the All-Star. It's like the, um, I don't think it was, I don't think it was Boban 
Um, but but M- like the NBA fans voted someone that oh Zaza. Zaza Pachulia. Yeah, yeah, that that little mess. Um where they were voting him in. Um, and he obviously uh, to get the all five warrior starters yeah, in, yeah. So, Which I mean, it's a California team. They got a lot of people. It's part of it's like the meme of it, where you try to. Right. It's that whole like when America American Idol was a thing, and they did the whole vote the worst. They had websites where you voted the worst uh, person in. What was his name? Sanjaya, Howard Stern. Howard Sanjaya Stern started Malachi the website or something like that. Sanjaya Malachi or something yeah. like that. Sanjaya was voted in because of Howard Stern's website of vote the worst person through. So that's why he kept making it. Same same thing here. The fans wanted Peyton Hillis. When the fans got to vote the Madden vote of the cover, it was Peyton Hillis. Right. So it's, that's why fans don't get the vote because when they finally get the chance, they you know meme it. They turn it into right. a meme. Otherwise, if they took it seriously, they'd probably get it more often. But I don't know. I'm fine with Clay being on there. I just don't like it and being fourth. Right. And I mean, fan voting is fan voting only means so much. It really it really doesn't. It's just be- a popularity thing that's right, why all it's a pro. draft isn't it like it's it ends up being a draft like yeah the way they do it they pick the top two vote getters uh, from each team or the top two vote getters become captains or lebron they draft. And curry or lebron and durant or curry and durant one of those three i think last year was lebron Giannis, right yeah team Giannis, yeah. So. so well i think you know lebron being first and lebron steph and durant it's like okay but I wouldn't expect, and I'd be like, okay, Jokic and B, uh, and then, yep, there's Jokic, Giannis, Luca, uh, and B. So it's, it's the people you would expect, and then right. like the stars from the bigger cities, like Tatum. Like Tatum, I think is a little high, but he's from Boston, and he's the best player on Boston. So depending on who you talk to, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you watch this podcast, I mean, Jalen so, Brown did go for a fifty piece the other yeah. night. So. If you watch our podcast regularly, you know that we believe Jalen Brown's probably better, or at least a better player to build around. If you can teach Jason Tatum to be more efficient, he's probably the better player. But at the time uh, that this is being recorded, I would disagree. But yeah, I thought the exciting one to me was that Vucevic and DeAndre. And, like, I get that. So the Bulls are exciting this year. They're the right. they're the sweethearts all the fans are like yeah they were the underdogs they've been terrible they're a historic franchise now they're finally good again there's players that are easy to root for like zach levine and lonzo ball and demar DeRozan, and nick Le- like all these guys that have been cast out by their terrible teams that right. and it's just i i get that but like vucevic is somebody that we've been a fan of vucevic and steven adams are guys that we've always liked right. that just never got a lot of attention and uh, I, I don't know. I think Vucevic getting there was really exciting. And then DeAndre Ayton, we talked about how they're going to want to, he wants a max. They're not giving him a max. Right. The fans are showing the Suns, like, hey, we, we're we going to have to pay Chris Paul rather than give DeAndre Ayton their deal. So. Right. And they, they, what they needed more of was guards. Yeah. So a good thing to choose Chris Paul over DeAndre Ayton. Right. But yeah, there's so there was some stuff like with Clay and all that. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell's kind of making a lot of waves this year, which I was unexpected. I, I think he's been a little bit overrated throughout his time. I think he's very good, but I think he's just a bit overrated. Just be, I mean, there are there just because something like I I think I've said this a million times, but something could be the second best thing ever. If everybody says it's the best thing ever, that means it's overrated. So just because you call something overrated doesn't mean you're saying it's bad. You can believe that they're that it's second best. You just don't think it's best. I, I think yeah, Donovan Mitchell's just overrated in that sense. Um, and yeah, just a couple other guys: Red Fan, Van Fleet, Darius Garland. Just just some really cool Derrick Rose. Some cool, some fun names. I, I like not seeing the same. It's it's nice to see not necessarily a new wave of players, new generation of players, but it's nice to see like. It's just nice to see new guys, new faces, sure. teams that are winning, which aren't expected, like the Cavs. It, it, it's fun. It's like to see. Uh, we do have one last basketball topic that we wanted to cover, though. You want to talk about the trade deadline? Uh, yeah, I got. I read this uh, article, and I'll just pick like two or three uh, of these sure. stories on here. Um, and then I got a little bit of Wolves news, too. Okay, um, perfect. So let's see. The ones that caught my eye here, like perfect players that teams should trade or try to move or try to acquire. Um, so Jeremy Grant is someone on this list. Uh, this article has um, the Warriors, the Bulls, 
Um, I don't know if the Bulls need really any more stars, but you know, one one more doesn't hurt. But their starting lineup would be disgusting. Yeah, if they, they got Jeremy Grant. Um, they got to compete with the Nets. That's the yeah, and then also Lakers were on this list too, and obviously the Lakers could use someone like Jeremy Grant. But how Lakers are they going just to freed get up him? some cap space. They get right. they got rid of Denzel Valentine. And then, so that freed up some cap space. I didn't even know he was on their team. Um, I didn't either. But yeah, they got rid. They traded him to the Knicks and the Cavs, and they got rid of Rondo as well. Yeah. So I mean, they're hopefully trying to make a move somewhere to get some help. Yeah, I would Um, assume so. I don't know if Jeremy Grant's what they need, but you know he's a big who can shoot, so kind of covers ticks two boxes, especially if they can't get Kevin Love. So it kind of ticks those two boxes. Right. Yeah. Love is on. Love is on this. um, Love love is on this list too. It's probably also the Lakers. um, Teams call about Kevin Love, who the Cavs now want to keep. So yeah, that was the big thing. We talked about that last week or the week before when they were talk when we were talking about LeBron wanting uh, Rubio and Kevin Love, and then Rubio gets hurt and. We just talked about how they don't really have the salaries to match for Kevin Love. They would have to do some sort of buyout or a three-team trade. Right. And uh, that the Cav- the Cavaliers actually have been liking Kevin Love's role. Kevin Love's been performing efficiently, right. and they they feel that he's in the right position. Uh, even whether or not he dis- whether or not he agrees with what he's doing there, the Cavs want him where right. he is now. Right, let's see what else we got. Um, the the Lakers the Lakers um, Westbrook. Um, end up staying put is what they what they ultimately decided, which I think also happens because not a lot of teams are going to want Westbrook for his salary or what they can do anyway. And then like uh, they said Love. that Taylor THT could be on the move. The Lakers need more help. He's just been so inefficient this year. I mean, he had a three-game stretch of shooting like 0 for 20 from three or 2 for 20 from three, whatever it was. That's just, you know, when a team needs three-point shooters, huge regression. I mean, they sh- they sh- they've shown since they've added LeBron to the team that young players get a short leash. So you either are Alex Caruso, where you work well with LeBron and you just fit your role perfectly. You have uh, Austin Reeves doing a similar thing, or you're Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, THT. Like you have your moments. Otherwise, Kuzma. if you don't, no. Kuzma. Yeah, if you if you don't stick with those roles, if you don't keep in those moments, you're gone. So I. I think I honestly think THT will be moved, and I would not be surprised to see THT moved for what seems to be undervalued. Sure. Uh, last one. There's obviously a Miles Turner one in here, but um, right. we've we've talked. You about mean the Miles guy Turner who's before. averaging three blocks a game? Yeah, I think he's a league leader in blocks. He is with three yeah. blocks a game. Yeah. That's a, whenever I see three, like I think that usually the person who ends up leading the league at the end of the year is somewhere around like the high twos. Sure. And whenever I see three at any point in the season, I'm always like, what are you doing? Like, right. you are just nuts. Like, Rudy yeah. Gobert, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, when he was on Capella. the Warriors, had a three block for multiple months. Like, right. some of these people are just nuts. And when I saw Miles Turner, I was like, no, Wolves could use a guy like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we, we run well with the, with the center. We can't – we don't have Greg Monroe anymore, but um... – we can run with an actual true center. We could. Uh, the other one, the other one on this list, uh, let's say the last one was uh, the Blazers, and it was Nurkic and Covington. Obviously, Covington is um, can be used by any team, right? Like he's going to offer three point shooting. He's going to offer versatility on defense. Right. He whether his one numbers high, which is crazy. Yeah. Whether his numbers are like prime Rocco, probably not. But um, he's going to be able to help multiple teams preferably a contender um i just remember when he was like prime roco when he was getting like nine million a year for three years people were like yeah. oh this is a steal of a contract right. then he got traded then he gets traded then he gets traded it's yeah. just no, it's so teams. weird i just don't understand he had such a good contract i don't get why more teams wouldn't want robert Cummington. he's right. they they teams jump after players that don't make sense to me and then they just don't even reach for players that like they don't even put a flyer on somebody like Robert Covington doesn't have that big of a contract, and he adds defense three and D. Yeah, in he's multiple like, a, positions. like uh, it's just PJ Tucker. He's very similar to like PJ yeah, Tucker. He's just not so, as uh, willing to play dirty. Right. I think I think Covington's more technical, which in my opinion makes him more valuable, and right. he's a better shooter. But 
I, I, I would, I would, if I was a team, I'd go after Covington so fast. But, but the and then they go one, after guys like Harrell and yeah, I, I still, I don't get it. I don't get it. Very one dimensional. Like he's, uh, he's a big body, but he's more offense oriented. So, right. um, and then Nurkic, um, you know, I feel like the Nurkic experiment hasn't really panned out for no. um, Portland. Agreed. But then again, they haven't really, their three through five hasn't really panned out. Um, they're just kind of putting pieces in there, hoping something sticks, something works. Um, well, lots of Nurkic, draft misses. Yeah. Um, Nurkic is obviously very, like, great. Like, he's, he's like a, let's see, his numbers are like 13 and 10. So, like, I mean, he can get a double-double any night, but he's more, I've always realized him, or, like, seen him as, like, an offensive-minded center. Obviously, his defense isn't that spectacular, but. Right. But. Yeah. I think, I think he's a. Uh... I think he's one of those guys. He's like a, a better Zubats. Okay. I, I, went, I went a little other way. I, I said a poor man's Vucevic. Okay, but, yeah. In between Zubats and Vucevic, I think is a good spot for Nurkic. All the, you know, Vucevic's thing, like all those Zubats. Not Vujicic, uh, though. Not Vujicic or Stojakovic. Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's somewhere in there. Um, the, the Trailblazers, Health. too. Yeah. That's the thing is health. Like Trailblazers have missed. They've they've tried to do the whole build from the draft, pick up role player free agents, not go for the big swings, and build around like their superstars. And that just hasn't worked out for them. And a lot of big name free agents apparently don't want to go there. Apparently Portland's considered you know a small market team that nobody wants to go to. Some of them are like the Wolves. Sure. Um, Same division. I I just I, it makes no sense to me. First, I've, if you've ever been to Oregon, it's beautiful. Portland's a like sweet city. And I mean, you got coastal, you got mountains, you got four. I just, I don't know. I, if I was an NBA player, you're right next to California. You're near Seattle. You're not too far from like, sure. you want to go to the other part of the world. You want to go to China. You want like, you're not too far. You're far next to Canada. It's just, it's such a great state and city. I just, I don't get why you wouldn't want to go there. Obviously. Sure. Oh, if you're already going there, you might as well just go down to California. Or, I just, I don't know. I don't understand not wanting to go to Portland. Um, so that's one thing I guess I disagree yeah. with with NBA players. But yeah, Nurkic is uh, was a fail. A lot, a lot of these guys like Malachi Richardson hasn't really panned out like they wanted him to. Um, they took swings. Was it them that took oh, the well, swing on Alan Crabb? Yeah, they did. They yeah. signed Alan Crabb and they had to trade him to Brooklyn. Yeah, so it's just that you know they've taken the the swings that they've taken have just been misses, and uh, it's just unfortunate. At one point they had like like 15 uh small forwards on their roster <laughs> they I, I remember they had like evan turner alan crab uh mo harkless they had all these all these wings forwards. they tried to yeah. do like oh well wings are the future of the nba so let's just do a full wing roster right well i mean you you need big men and you need ball distributors yeah wings could do that, wings yeah. do that. well what happens when you go up against you know Embiid? Alan Crabbe's got Nurkic. You got Nurkic out there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think Nurkic is probably gone. I think the Trailblazers have to do something. Dame they doesn't seem like sell. he's leaving. So they should be in sell sell mode. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think if they don't sell, they're stupid. Uh, and then Wolves news. Uh, back to our starting lineup news. Um, they were on the court uh, last game. I believe they all the starters are back now. Um, they outscored their opponents by seventeen. Uh huh. Um, so that boosted our plus minus for those for those guys, their offensive rating versus defensive rating. Um, the Wolves starters are outscoring opponents, offensive rating, defensive rating per like 100 possessions or whatever, um, by like 50 points. It's like it's absurd. It's like 134 to 84 in Jeez. regards to like offensive, defensive plus minus. That's nuts. For starters, and when the starters are in. Um, when those starters are healthy, it just shows how many games they've played. You want to check their record real quick because they've played together 11 games. Wolves are 18 and 20. 18 and 20. So they've played 38 games. Mm -hmm. Our starters have been healthy for 11 of them, where we've had those, those starters in for yeah. 11 of them. Last year was a similar story. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that, 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 that lineup didn't start for most of the season. So that's not necessarily health. It's just Chris Finch figuring out what works best. Uh, but they're nine and two. They're nine and two when they're together. So that's everybody fact. knows everybody around the league talks about how the young wolves are 
You know, they they should be able to make the playoffs. They should be eighth seed. Now with the play, the play in there, they should be able to make the playoffs. And uh, right now they're in position two. They would be in the play in. Yep. And not to mention, you know, the difference between fifth place in the Western Conference, the difference between fifth place and ninth place is two wins. Two games, yeah. So it's it's really, I mean, they're they're two wins away from being in fifth. So I'm, I'm not too worried about their below 500 record in the West right now. Um, you know, you got one, you get one, they're on a two win streak right now. You get yeah, that hasn't necessarily streak. been, uh, like, like, I mean, it has been a health issue, uh, but it's just been COVID COVID like ravaged through our lineup. Um, <laughs> it's everyone. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole league set yeah. a record for players played is the whole, right. that's NFL, that's NBA. Right. COVID's going. So, yeah. It just happened to be all three of our stars in succession. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you know, hopefully, hopefully they can stay, stay healthy, uh, stay safe, and keep those starters out there. Either way, cats winning. <clears throat> um, so I think that's it for, uh, I think that's it for NBA talk. That's all we got. We got some wolves in, which we always try to do because we're from Minnesota. Uh, let's do one quick uh, NBA or NFL news before we move on to you know, break up in our second section. Uh, first thing. <laughs> The uh, first piece of NFL news that I would like to cover is that the Washington football team will be changing their name. They'll be announcing that name on February 2nd. Uh, Obviously, Red Wolf started trending immediately on Twitter. It was the number one thing trending within the first 15 minutes, I think it was, of that getting announced. Uh, Red Wolves, Red Tails. Um, However, reminder, uh, feel free to go watch our previous episode where we talked about this, but uh, Dan Snyder but is purposefully being you know stubborn about this he said he will not be doing red wolves red tails and uh because they picked their favorites and they were public about picking their favorites there was a guy in las vegas who purchased the naming rights of all of those and is holding the team at ransom so they had to pick other things um so it's probably not going to be one of those big names unless dan snyder is willing to put out the money for that um, which we know he's not considering their stadium is falling apart literally if you watch the eagles game the fans fell on top of jay hurts and earlier this year there was sewage falling on top of fans in the game Uh, yeah so uh if dan snyder wasn't willing to let if he's willing to let sewage and arm bars you know or railings fall i'm pretty sure he's not willing to shell out the money to buy naming rights for a name to the red wolves even though the red wolves would be sick i I like red hogs I'm all red hogs. I'm all red hogs. The I pig love masks. Them. Oh my! You could have saw night. Right. Pig like, you, know, you could have a killing sick people logo with like the tusks. Just oh my yeah. god! What did you say? <laughs> you just got that? <laughs> yeah, it's killing people. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I think red wolves, red tails, red hogs. Obviously, all that. Otherwise, the military names. It seems like where they're leaning. I just, none of them sounded good. The general commanders is like, he was like, here's the commanders one. And it was just a red star. It looked just like the Cowboys logo, but it was a red star. Which that commanders. I don't want to be too political, but that just seems like a com like the communist Russia logo, whatever it was. That's just, that's what I see. Or the Armada, which I think is dumb, which is stupid. Okay. Hear, Hear me out. Every NFL logo, every NFL mascot, every NFL team name has an S in it. Okay. So you're telling me if they chose Armada, they would no longer have an S in all 32 NFL teams. Can't break Vikings, up that. Packers, Seahawks. Yeah. And he's got an S after it. So. Hmm. Interesting. Did you know that? I did not. Now I do, though. No, they all I, do. I just never thought about that. Yeah, except now, not, well, I mean, right now they don't because they're the football team, so. Right, so they're already messing with it. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we will go over the next topic. We got some Viking stuff next, or maybe AB next. We'll see. Let's just do AB because, you know, that's a big story. We might as well cover that quick. Uh, for those of you who didn't see by now, which I'd be surprised if you're a sports fan and haven't seen, but Antonio Brown was uh, cut mid-game during the Buccaneers-Jets. Nobody knew what had happened at the time, but he was eventually, he was, uh, you know, arguing with the coaches and then kind of talking with Tom Brady and then Mike Evans. And then afterward, took his jersey off, took his pads off, took his shirt off, threw his shirt into the stands, threw his gloves into the stands, uh, cheered on the fans, and then jogged off into the locker room. And then he was cut. That was it. That was done. Uh, He was gone. 
didn't come back for the rest of the game. Then we found out, yeah, he's uh, after the game when Bruce Arians was asked, he said he's no longer a buck. Uh, we found out some more information. Bruce Arians said in an interview that it was uh, an argument, maybe refusing to play for the team, refusing to go in. And then uh, sources came out saying that they were trying to force AB to play injured and that uh, he refused to go in because he didn't want to further hurt himself. And they told him if he's not going to play injured, he's going to sit the rest of the game, which or was he's going to sit the rest of the year, which would cost him all, uh, about a million dollars worth of incentives. Uh, but then AB cleared everything up with his statement today. It's a couple pages long, so um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. TLDR it. Yeah, I, I, a couple different news. Out, or like if you watch Pat McAfee show, they read through the whole thing. Sure. Um, go for it. He basically overall explains that, yes, they did tell him that they wanted him to go in or uh, injured. He had been playing on a ankle sprain, a low ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain. He had been playing on a low ankle sprain and that uh, he had gotten it. He had gone really to a doctor to get an x-ray MRI of it. And uh, during the game, it just started acting up and he didn't think he should play anymore because he thought he would further injure it. The uh, head coaches, the it was the personnel coach and Bruce Arians, it was primarily the personnel coach told him, no, you need to get in there. This package is for you. And he said no, and he was refusing to go in, which then they told Bruce Arians, AB's refusing to go in. They had to panic, send somebody else out in this place. Uh, Bruce Arians came up to him and said, if you're not going to play for us, you can go. AB took that opportunity instead of just jogging off and saying, all right, I'm well, gone. Yeah, he said that uh, Bruce Arians said, you're done but in one of these. Yeah, you're, you're done. He did a throat cut. Yeah. Well, then you're done, which is pretty disrespectful. I think so. I think there was neither side is correct. I tweeted that out. I don't think either right. side is at like any sort of innocent here. Um, first, AB doesn't need doesn't need to jog off like that. Right. And people say, oh, he he mentioned this in his thing too. People were talking about how if it was his injury, he wouldn't have been able to jog and jump around as he was leaving. Um, Yes, I agree to a point, like especially if uh, because he said his x-ray and MRI said he has bone splints, um, like shattered parts of his bone and tendons that are like loose. So like I would agree to a point with that, like he probably wouldn't be, to be honest, uh, especially not it wasn't taped up. So especially if it's not taped up, he's not going to be doing that. But I also know that it's nothing to do with compared to football, which is what he mentioned. That is not anywhere similar. Right. I mean, like you can. You can tear and tear an ACL and walk, but you can't do anything. However, else, it's been pretty like 60, 40. A lot of former players and current players say when they have an ankle sprain, especially that bad, they don't risk any, they don't do any sort of jumping around or anything like that. But yeah, he was, so that all happened. He jumped off. And then I, I think the way Bruce Arians they, uh, handled it with the whole letting him know on the sideline, well, then you're cut on the sideline here and now. Right. Guys play injured all the time, so I get him on thinking that AB is willing to go in, especially a veteran like him. Um, but you know, you signed on this guy that you've worked with in Pittsburgh, you've worked with for a couple of years now in Tampa. Uh, you know what type of guy he, he might be. You know, he's a half a second away from snapping. You just you never know right. with AB, which is why I really hope he does eventually get help. But um, you never know, so you you should you take that risk. But with guys like that, you don't respond the way he responded. Because Bruce Arians, same thing here. He was half a second from snapping, apparently. Right. I mean, this is that is that's aggressive. Right. Like, that's aggressive. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm on I'm on neither side. I think both of them are at fault here. Similar to like Bashad Breeland with the Vikings. Everybody heard the side of oh, Bashad Breeland threw his shoes and yelled and fought with coaches, right. with Rick Spielman and all this. And then we find out he didn't know he was benched until he was running out onto the field and they told right. him get back here you're benched. Yeah. the more like, <laughs> more information that comes out the more we'll kind of you can pick a side but i'm right. kind of in the in the neutral too but exactly if all that it. if all that stuff is is true that they want to like force him through injuries that's very messed up especially because he could be a very big piece for you in the playoffs right um yep. You're, you're gonna make the playoffs and Godwin's out, you know. So like, and know. if he's uh, that close to incentives and still saying he doesn't want to play, yeah, 
then I mean it must be pretty serious considering that is about a one good game's worth of incentives. He's he's one good game away from hitting all three of his incentives. Right. So if he was willing to sit down, that means I mean I I don't know. I, I think if he's willing to put a million dollars down and just say nope, it's not worth the risk, that right. means more to me. Especially because you know the Bucks always talk about how they're loaded on offense. They're loaded with weapons. We have the right. best quarterback. We I mean, they're talking about how good their offensive line is. It's just the Jets. They ended up coming back and winning anyway. Right. So I mean, I don't know. I, I I feel like the more I learn, the more I'm a little bit on AB's side. However, um, the way AB handled it made me not want to be on his side at all. At exactly. All anyway. So exactly. And yeah, everyone, everyone also just uh, AB doing that outburst uh, contributed it contributed it right to uh, his mental health too. Right, and it, um, all, all of a sudden, Vontez Burfix hit on him, starts surfacing all right. over the place. Which yes, that's when AB started. All the stuff with AB started happening. I do think that's a huge part of it. Um, but really, AB was a issue coming in uh, like in the draft part of his draft profile was teams are going to have to deal with a problem in the locker room that's why he went so late a big reason why he went so late is people said he's an issue so he he was a problem before it's just if anything it's just worse um yeah we gotta get more information still agreed it's it's there's never enough information sometimes you don't get all the information you want um right now there's the with the amount of information we have both sides seem at fault to me and uh for those listening all i hope is ab gets help uh ab is not going to play the rest of the year he's getting ankle surgery from here on out the bucks need to move on they claim they have all these weapons so they should be able to move right in step you know tom can go get julian edelman if he wants yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the next topic. Let's do some Minnesota Vikings stuff. The first thing I would not talk about with the Vikings, Alan Page, Hall of Famer for the Vikings, Ring of Honor, all that stuff. Uh, he became a court justice for uh, in like a judge, and uh, he is now opening the Justice Alan Page Elementary School in Minnesota, which will be opening in September of 2022. So that is awesome news. Um, he is not the only former Viking and former Viking Hall of Famer to go into the education system. Randall McDaniel has been a teacher for decades now. He left, he retired uh, the NFL early to become a teacher. Sure. So, you know, we got some good good guys here. And like, I think that's a big thing with the Vikings. We always talk about how they always pick good guys. Like they pick the yeah. good guys, which sure. is a big reason why they lack success is they they stay away from the guys with character flaws. They cut, 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 cut ties with the guys with character flaws quickly and um that's often a downfall but now uh, that's that's just a big big part of the team big part of the identity right. and uh, i'm really really happy for alan page i think that's <laughs> sick and uh way to use the funds that you've made in your successful part of your career to better the world i think it's awesome yeah using his pla- using your platform um for stuff like that you know lebron did it with the you know the ohio thing and i'm sure every steph does it too um everyone um usually has a foundation uh that attributes to some um some need that people have um you know whether it's mental health education um you know feeding the feeding starving children or stuff like that so um yeah all power to them and you say the you say the Vikings hire good guys, but um, according to your next note, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, yes. So unfortunately, we have found out that Kirk Cousins barbecues infants. He barbecues babies. Yeah. Um, uh, via that, some guy's Twitter. The, right? Yeah, some random guy on Twitter, which is I, I ended up looking up his because uh, that tweet kind of like went mini viral, especially like locally, because um, compared compared to all of his other tweets, it not like compared to all the other ones, it was just so much more interaction. Um, he said that Kirk Cousins supporters would support Kirk if he was even if he was barbecuing babies, something along those lines, and they said. Uh, infant he then he called them infant killing supporter or something like as if he had actually done it already he said oh they would support him if he did this and then he called them infant killing supporters as if he had already did so unfortunately kirk cousins barbecues and kills infants so that's really disappointing um as a as a podcast that we've had parts that have stood up for kirk i don't know if we can anymore i mean i mean and here's the thing i wonder if there's like if it's in his contract if he can't 
right you know right. um so you know i'd have to see that information uh and maybe you know if they're working on ex- an extension which i hope mm. um that that you know he can they can get that out of his contract or put something in there where he can't barbecue infants anymore please yeah please that's that's good it's hard to root for a guy that does that so i really hope that happens um because you know while he's probably going to get an extension and it's zimmer and spielman that are most likely on their way out do you really want the guy like i i'm all for barbecue i I have a smoker myself i i love i love a good barbecue but baby meat i don't know not my thing we're not in terminus anymore. I'm not going to judge. I'm not a kink shamer. I do not kink shame. But unless your kink shame is kink shaming, I'm not a kink shamer. So, uh, you know, I'm just not a fan myself. However, we did bring that up because the Vikings are playing their starters this week. They will be playing their starters, including Kirk Cousins. Uh, much to the chagrin of the fans. Uh, I, um, I, we, we talked about this. We were texting right. back and forth. I think you play the guys that are close to their incentives. You try to get their guy, your guys, their incentives, and then um, the rest of those guys, you play, you give them rest for the season. These, those, the, a lot of these vets deserve some off off time, and uh, eh, give it to them. Get right. get rid of the. Uh, you got a bunch of one year guys, right? Uh, yeah. So you know you'll put them out there. Um, Unless you, unless there's plans to, you know, bring someone back. Like I think Pat, Patrick Peterson, probably, probably gonna be back. Assuming if, I mean, I don't know. That's just I wouldn't bring him back I for think. more than what we're paying him now. Right. I, obviously, I wouldn't either. I mean, he did. I mean, him be, he, he was he, our best corner, but I mean, like that's not saying much. He was our best corner, but he wouldn't have been a corner one on any other team in the league. Right. Considering yeah. we were the 31st ranked defense in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so we got. Uh, but like, yeah, guys like um, Cam Bynum should get some time. Cam Bynum um, should get time. Kellen Mond should probably be starting over Kirk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kenne should, should be his backup. Yeah. Dalvin's been hurt multiple times this year. You let him sit, but put Kenne in. Bring up AJ Rose. Have Kenne and AJ Rose play. You know, yeah. Have him. Amir has been when he's been going in has been shining. Put. I don't know if DD is like. I don't know if DD's a one year deal, so he can play. Right. So DD Amir. Uh, I would probably try out some of these backup tight ends. That, and they, use, they brought up a couple tight ends to the practice squad. Probably try those guys Burned out considering in, you're Brandon not sure. Dillon, yeah, you're like not that. sure if Irv's going to be anything. Um, so, you know, try these out. Make sure Wyatt Davis plays. But they did confirm today Wyatt Davis will not be playing because yeah. guys in front of him have been proving <laughs> they deserve a spot. Yeah. Um, you know, the guys that have, they've had to bring up guys like, well, yeah, the they've guys had to resign Dakota Dozier. Good. Yeah, the guys in front of him were playing really well. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, I think Oli Udo had like one or two good weeks, like really good weeks. Like, you can you can tell us why Davis isn't where you want him to be, and people would be happy with that. Don't lie to us and tell us that the guys in front of him are playing well. We're not asking. People aren't saying you should play Wyatt Davis because the guys are playing well. They're saying to play Wyatt Davis because the offensive line is still trash. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you should play Wyatt Davis. Um, and if you don't want to play Wyatt Davis because you think he's not going to do well, you should tell everybody we don't believe that Wyatt is where we would like him to be. So we're going to make sure he can be able a, to watch. Here's another a- thing. Like, um, as far as our guards, um, you know, Ezra Cleveland and Ole Udo, there's a drastic difference between their play um, depending on who's playing center. And I mean that by Garrett Bradbury was is like 28th out of 38 centers or something like that. I bet Mason Cole is probably first in receptions, high. though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, that was a great catch. Yeah, great something. catch. Great. That was a great effort. And he extended. Um, yeah. He didn't fall. That was good. But as but, a blocker, uh, poor shit. Yeah, the garbage. <laughs> so depending on, um, you know, Oli Udo didn't have, had what, three weeks maybe with Mason Cole? Yeah. At yep. center. So, and those three weeks were probably pretty good. Probably some of his best weeks. But that's when our O-line was intact. Yeah, they so, have to, they have to kind of keep an eye on the guy that Bradbury's blocking as opposed to they kind of trust Mason Cole to do his own thing. Right. Which gives them confidence to block the guy in front of them. And Mason Cole seems to understand the assignment better, or maybe 
because I know Bradbury was the one calling the assignments, maybe with Mason Cole in there, somebody else is calling the line assignments and maybe that's the key. So maybe okay. if you put Bradbury in there and have somebody else call the assignments, that'll help. Be but, a guard though, right? So maybe Ezra is doing it? I don't know. Which Ezra, um, I believe Ezra had was one of those guys, I think he had like a three point something GPA, so he was pretty, yeah. soft, pretty smart. So I don't know, I think give, give all the young guys a try. You should do the, the lineup that seems to be the highest performing. You should go Darisaw, Ezra, Cole, Davis. Cole's on IR, so it's got to be Bradbury. Bradbury, Davis, Davis. O'Neal. I probably would. I'd probably sit O'Neal. I would probably have, sit O'Neal as I'd well. I'd have Rashad Hill to go out there, or Brandell, Blake Brandell. Right. Try yeah. some. Try some of these guys out because I mean, there's there's no point not to. Um, you want to see what they got? It's against a good defense, so get, give it a shot. And if you lose, better draft position because that's all you're fighting for right now. Right. You're fighting yeah. for pride and pride. Your coach's win-loss record, which is probably gone whether or not you win or lose. So there, there's no point. Like, I think Kirk or Zimmer is playing the starters because he thinks if they win, he has a higher chance of staying. Yeah. Uh, it's it's what is they always say it for college. If you're think for college coaches, if you're thinking about moving on from the coach, it's time to move on from the coach. Uh, if they're thinking about this game, potentially deciding whether or not they should move on anyway. Right. So play your backups, even if, uh, especially if you're starting quarterback barbecues babies. Yeah. Moving on from the Vikings, though, they, they do play the Bears. I don't, we don't care to talk about that. They're out of playoffs. They're, I don't care uh, I don't too much care. about matchups this week, but, you know, we're yeah. sure we got some. But Yeah. Uh, Mike Tomlin, however, did want to mention him because he used to coach the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, or be part of the staff. A, he is now the first coach in NFL history to get 15 consecutive seasons of uh, no, and his first 15 seasons of no losing record, which yeah. is absolutely insane considering. Uh, he had Mason this, Rudolph for a year. Mason he had Rudolph, Mason Rudolph for Haskins. a year. He's had Ben Roethlisberger at this point in his career. Uh, just the, the stuff he's able to do. I don't know if it's because of uh, you know, player management, player development, ownership, if they're a big part of it, or if it's, you know, his mentality or just his pure X's and O's. I don't know what his X factor is, but they always talk about that with players. Oh, whatever it is, he's got it. Well, whatever it is, Mike Tomlin's got it as a coach. Um, and he doesn't need the GM responsibilities. He doesn't want the GM responsibilities like some of these, like, big-time coaches like, you know, sure. Nick Saban's issue was he needed to go to call back to college because he needed the full control. Bill Belichick is more successful when he has more control because that's what he wants. Mike right. Thomas is like, no, I'm just going to – I'm a coach. and I'm here to coach, what, yeah. He's just whatever he is. Um, it's probably controversial, but I think Mike Tomlin is top three coach of all time, and I'm not sure I would put him two or three. Um, I just sure. – I, I don't know. I don't care about the Super Bowl totals. I think if you're taking a play – like a, from asking a player – who do you want to play for? They probably want to play for Tomlin more than Belichick. They probably want to play for Tomlin more than guys like Saban, more than guys uh, like more than guys like Bud Brant, Bud Grant back in the day. So, sure. I think you, from a player standpoint, they might consider him the best coach. And you know, from a per, like from a, a lot of black men would rather have a black coach. So I just. I don't know. I think Mike. I think Mike Tomlin is one of those guys. He might be the first choice of the majority of players. Yeah. I just think. I'm, I, just, I mean, if if you take if you take all the uh, you take all these coaches that are kind of like question marks, and I don't don't know if Pittsburgh, I've you know seen things, but um, yeah, I I would take Mike Tomlin in a heartbeat. I would oh, yeah. go. We'd probably go Urban Meyer. Uh, uh, that's all I got. Chip Kelly, and then Mike Tomlin. Yeah, yep. Chip Kelly's been doing really well in college this year, so you know. Yeah, my Urban Meyer. Chip Kelly, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, what's his name from the Jets? Robert Sala. Is that Robert Sala? Robert Sala. Then I'll take Mike Tomlin. But yeah, so uh, congratulations, Mike Tomlin. Uh, I know you probably do not care about how you rank all time. All he cares about is winning and making sure his team is successful. But um, yeah, I think he's one of the best coaches of all time. If you want to say he's the best, I won't fight you on it. I mean, he, he watches the podcast, so he'll see that. Oh, abs- I'm sure he does. I'm sure lots of Pittsburgh fans will, will love this podcast. <laughs> um, last thing we want to talk about is Calvin Ridley 
is uh, reportedly reported today. Both sides, Falcons and he, would like to move on. They do not want to be on the same partnership anymore. Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, Calvin Ridley would no longer like to be a Falcon. The Falcons would like to move on from him. Uh, apparently this year he has hurt. So people in the organization have been claiming he's faking his injury, which has rubbed him partially the wrong way, which is kind of like the last straw for claiming he's faking his injury. A lot of fans believe that he is faking his injury. I think, you know, if he says he's injured, he's injured. I'm not going to, I'm going to well, say. So it's a mental thing. Until- he stepped away, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they said you can't he tell said someone it, what how they're feeling. I mean. Exactly, he stepped away from football entirely because he, you know, had a mental struggle. He has, you know, mental health first. Like if if your head's not there, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're, you know, going to take a risk you wouldn't normally risk because your head's not in the game, or you're going to play so defensive that you're hurting your team more than helping your team. Right. Just, you don't know. So he, he made the right decision in stepping away. Uh, I understand when fans are upset with players that want to leave. I understand when fans are upset when a player seems as if they walked away from the team. Um, Andrew Luck is big that that whole thing. Yeah, he got booed. Andrew Luck, he did so much for that team. I know. (laughs) They never got an offensive line. He risked his body every year, and then when he decides he needs to step away for health reasons, he gets booed. Um, I know a lot of Colts fans don't claim that they would boo if they would have been there, Um, but the fans that were there did boo. So that's what we got to judge it on. And um, I I understand when people are upset. I understand, but I don't necessarily think that that's okay. That that's right. Um, he, like I said, he made the right decision. I think Calvin Ridley would make that decision 10 times out of 10. And I think if I were in Calvin Ridley's decision, so would I, or position, so would I. Uh, I also understand, you know, if it were my, if he was on my team, I, I would be like, we could have used a Calvin Ridley. Just like I'm upset that Jeff Gladney decided to commit a dumbass crime. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. upset, but you know, I'm, he needs to pay the price for it. And, um, Maybe if everybody reacted better and treated him properly, he'd want to come back for the Falcons. But like I said, I understand, but it's time to move on for both sides and you'll get a haul. You will absolutely get, if you, if you trade him, if he decides I'm coming back, he gets a clean bill of health, physical passes of physical flying colors. He's one of those guys. If Jamal Adams is worth two first round picks, so is Calvin Ridley. Just saying. I know that one's defense, one's a safety box safety ones a I mean, i'd probably look receiver. at like look at what odell gets you know you look, can get, a, you can get a yeah first third something like that and then like they get a fifth or something like that i think i think calvin ridley is more than because it calvin Ridley can be used just like debo samuel in the for the niners he can run it on sweeps he can do some return game he can catch the ball on slants deep routes all of it so He's a number one wide receiver. I think he is a, if you trade a first and a sixth for nothing in return, like they don't give you anything back. I think that's more than fair or the exact same thing with Diggs. Well, yeah, they got a, yeah, the OBJ thing was like a first and a, a, a Zietler. So like you got a Pro Bowl lineman, which is yeah. obviously can help too. So a first and a, you know, a established veteran that's plus more another pick yeah that's more than fair the the falcons would need that sort of thing the falcons need that help and calvin ridley is worth it uh, if your team I, I saw the biggest the biggest team was the eagles because they have three first round picks so uh, a first round pick and then one of their developmental guys one of their running backs jalen rager Jalen, right? <laughs> like you get one of their one of their prospects coming up. So one of their prospects or vets, one of those first round picks, maybe another mid round pick, and then they get a late round pick in return yeah. with Calvin Ridley. I think that's more than fair. Um, I'm not a Eagles fan, so I don't want that. But I think Calvin Ridley would make Jalen Hurts look a lot better than, and it would help him in development. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm, I think that's a good fit for both teams. It's just. Uh, Philadelphia has not treated Ben Simmons well in this whole mental health thing. Um, I don't want to see Calvin Ridley go somewhere that treated one superstar with a mental health issue poorly and then go somewhere. And if he has another mental health issue and decides he has to sit out again, I don't think Philly's going to be nice to him. I don't think Philly's going to. Philly fans are a different breed. Right. And especially if you give up a first round pick and two players or two picks, two players, that sort of thing, they're going to get pissed. So, um, I think Philly makes the most sense, but in terms of a mental health 
situation, I think that's not the place he should go. Sure. Anything else for football or sports in general? That's all I got, except for one little sign-off I'd like to tell people. I want to say I had a Vikings thing. But, oh, I lost in the championship. I don't know if everyone yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. said that last week. Or... We, we mentioned last week that I was a couple points off of making it into the championship versus you. Yeah. Um, so you lost in the championship, took second place. I took fourth. Uh, I didn't even change my lineup for the this game because I wasn't it, in the championship, so I did not care anymore. It didn't matter. Nobody scored over ten points for me except Kyler, so it was just a bloodbath. But um, there's not really a ton of major games going on. The Cowboys are clinched first in their division, yeah. even if they lose to the Eagles. Uh, Bengals are fighting for their spot. Packers are going to, I think they clinch first seed. Steelers Ravens is probably the biggest game. Then Saints Falcons, Rams Niners. You know, there, there's some there's some big games. Um, I think a lot of the teams that you would expect to win are going to win this week. Yeah. A lot of the play of the a lot of the playoff standings that are the way they are are most likely going to stay that way. Um, I think it's going to be the Packers number one in the NFC. I think the Packers are going to make it to the Super Bowl, and uh, the Niners and the Rams are the two teams that would give them fits. Otherwise, I think that they have an easy path to the Super Bowl outside of those two teams. Um, I think the AFC is the biggest question mark because all year they've been a question mark. Did you know that since Kirk Cousins has came into the league, if Kirk Cousins has beaten that team in the regular season, that team has never won a Super Bowl that same year. He's the Super Bowl slayer. Yeah. So I'm just saying he we beat the Packers. Yeah, well, if there's one team that ever shits on Viking records, it's the Packers. So uh just saying. I, I don't know. If I if I were to pick a Super Bowl favorite, I don't know how you don't well, pick the I Packers. Think, I think they'll get I think they'll get there. I don't th- I, think I think if think they go lose. with the, the Rams getting Sony Michelle back, I think it's the Ram- the Packers still cannot stop a good run. It's a physical team. And Cam Akers, you mean? They got Cam Akers, Sony Michelle, Sony Michelle yeah. and yeah, and so I I don't know. I th- I think the Rams give them fits. The Bucks are going to be a tough matchup, but I think they do beat the Bucks. Um, I think the Rams and the Niners give them most fits. Excuse sure. me. AFC, not sure. At week to week, some of these teams look amazing. Some of these teams look like absolute terrible. Like if the Bills can be peak Bills, they're probably the best team in the AFC. But you know. If the Chiefs are peak Chiefs, they're also up there. So, but if they're if they're the first couple week Chiefs, it, you don't know. So, the Bengals. So, I'm excited for the Bengals Niners Super Bowl. Okay. The final thing I'd like to send everybody off with is a quote from our CJ Ham himself, which is, "I accidentally gave my wife a glue stick instead of chapstick this morning, and uh, she still isn't talking to me." <clears throat> Thank you for all for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow if you're on Spotify. We will be here for episode 30 next week. I uh, hope you had a great happy holidays, happy new years, all of that. We're going into 2022 with a better mindset than 2020 and 2021. And uh, you know you want to watch more of this podcast because, you know, you're better looking than us. It's just it's just a tell fact. Your friends, tell your friends. Tell your wife. Tell your family. Uh, tell random people on the street, just Glacier Campbell, just screaming at them. Um, I think that'd be hilarious. As you're running away, podcast, podcast. And then send us those videos, please, because I would uh, very much enjoy that. Other than that, you look great today, everybody. GG. GG.